there was a a brother who was murdered by five Memphis police officers. Brother Nichols was taken prematurely, literally, at the hands of five black men with badges. As the nation awaits the release of a video that, according to Chief Davis of the Memphis Police Department, shows acts that defy humanity, and that's a quote, I have opted out of viewing this murder. My nearly 85-year-old grandmother and I talked this afternoon, and she said that these videos have the same mental effect on black people that seeing the remains of black bodies hanging from trees had in her younger years. You can't keep pushing people and putting their backs against the wall and think that, you know what? They're going to keep taking it. Gender plays no role in this. But for me, race does. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast. We discuss topics that impact black and or millennial communities while having a good drink. So I've got the Parker's Double Barrel Blend uh, Heritage Collection. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very tough bottle to find. Uh, Shout out to my boy Keegan, who was able to secure one for me. Um, You know, this is... This is a really special bottle. So if you don't know, within North Carolina, to purchase alcohol or excuse me, to purchase spirits, so liquor of any kind, you have to purchase it through the ABC store. You cannot buy it from a secondary source. Um, you can bring it in across state lines, uh, but you you cannot um, you can't purchase it unless you buy it from a state sponsored store state-owned store Um, the alcohol beverage i think it's uh company council whatever abc i forget what it stands for um but alcohol beverage control i believe it is so they control all commerce as relates to liquor for me that's good and bad good part is it is completely regulated to market retail value you're not getting secondary prices that you get in a lot of markets Um, you're not having to pay those overages and so that is a huge blessing because you know some bottles whereas their market retail is under a hundred dollars people end up paying well over you know one two three thousand dollars for a single bottle so i you know i got this one um for a, a wonderful price because online I've looked it up and it's going for upwards of, of two thousand dollars and I stayed uh, I stayed right around a hundred for this one. Uh, market retail um, is a beautiful thing. Now the tough thing about this kind of a system, a state-run system, which I think Virginia has it as well, is there are allocated amounts of bottles that you can get for certain brands and so it makes it much more difficult to find those really tough brands that those of us who who do 
whiskey hunting, be it bourbon or scotch or Irish or Japanese or Indian, whatever kind of whiskey or spirit you're looking for, makes it a lot harder to find the tough, uh, tough finds because you can't pay a little bit more to get a better quality. Like it's 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 a fair market, right? Um, so that's that. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead. I've already, as you all can see, I've already opened up, the, or those of you watching the video, um, I've already opened up the bottle. I don't believe in waiting until tomorrow to enjoy a good bottle of whiskey, only because tomorrow is not promised. You know, if it's something I've been waiting to try, I'm going to try it the within the day or a couple days of when I get it. That's a good bourbon, y'all. Um, so just to give you all some of the specifics, um, if, if you know, if you've been listening for a while, I don't go into the notes and all of that stuff. Um, I understand them. Uh, I've just never been, I've never had the largest food vocabulary or, or flavor vocabulary. Um, understand them when I have um, spirits that have been described to me, I can pick out the notes that are, are mentioned, but that's something I need to develop and, I, and I'm going to work on developing um, over the coming years and coming seasons. But uh, this is a double barrel blend, um, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 67% Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey aged 13 years, 33% Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey aged 15 years. Um, ABV is 66.1%. That's pretty high, y'all. Uh, that brings the proof up to 132.2. So this is a, a very, very... Um, very hot bourbon you're, you're gonna feel the spice you're gonna taste it it's not for those who want to stay around a more mid-level um if if buffalo trace is your go-to great um this is not something i'm putting into a cocktail this is something when i just want the the flavors and and the the bite of bourbon a little, little bit of burn but not overwhelming like a uh not bourbon but um let's say buffalo trace white dog um or or something of that nature it's not that heavy um which i think that's a 125 but it's it's white liquor so you know, that that's a a pre-aged whiskey um or pre-aged spirit i don't think it's considered a whiskey because it hasn't been aged yet um but nonetheless great bottle uh, can't wait to try it with a couple friends i think i think the dozier brothers might come over tonight to to celebrate michael's i think 28th birthday uh, so shout out to my boy mike dozier just turned 28 uh you know, second birthday as a father and, and you know that actually ties in well to what we're going to be talking about today so for those who who are aware um there was a a brother who was murdered by five memphis police officers Brother Nichols was was taken prematurely, literally, at the hands of five black men with badges. I wrote something uh, today. I was at the optometrist, and I, I had to to wait some, and and so in that time, I decided to you know, write down some thoughts. Uh, just a couple a couple notes and, and um what i wrote was as the nation awaits the release of a video that according to chief davis of the memphis police department shows acts that defy humanity and that's a quote i have opted out of 
viewing this murder. My nearly 85-year-old grandmother and I talked this afternoon, which is the day that the video is scheduled to be released to the public, and she said that these videos have the same mental effect on black people that seeing the remains of black bodies hanging from trees had in her younger years. Mind you, this woman was was born during the Great Depression, so she's she's seen some stuff. Her she has a cousin who, by on record, um, was lynched in Chatham County, North Carolina. Um, for those of you who watched the show, them, I think it was on Prime, Amazon Prime, the murder of a black child that took place on that show was in Chatham County, North Carolina. So, I mean, you know, North Carolina, everybody knows us for the Tar Heels and for Duke. This isn't written down. This is this is off the top of my head. But uh, everybody knows us for the, the Tar Heels, for Duke University, NC State, um, great barbecue. But North Carolina is very much the South. You know, I live in a progressive part of the state. I've never lived outside of a progressive part of the state, but I have ventured into the much more conservative backwoods areas. Um, and, and I will say that it is not a nice part of the country. If there is one, right? If there is a non-racist part of the United States of America, this ain't it. Um, now, yeah, you, get, you got the triangle, you've got Greensboro, I won't even say the triad as a whole, but Greensboro, very progressive. Um, you got Charlotte, but that's that's about it, you know. In a in a state with 100 counties, you may have three that are are outstandingly progressive, and then you have a whole lot of very conservative. Um, closed-minded areas and and those areas are are not where you want to get caught after the sun goes down uh, my mother is, is originally from and lives in one of those parts of the state and you know when she comes to visit i always encourage her to come when the sun is up and don't leave you know you're going to get home when the sun goes down um, you know she's an older black woman but i just don't trust parts of this state so yeah but my grandmother back to that she said that what she sees now being played on the television is she can liken that to driving by or walking by black bodies that have been mutilated maimed and murdered hanging from trees it's 2023 y'all but socially, how far have we come from 1923, 1823, 1823, 1723, all right? Uh, shit, 1623. If we're going to go back to uh, Sister Nicole Hannah-Jones' 1619 project, um, and, and we're going to be critical thinkers of price point on said bodies right that, that's the only time that in america black people are seen as having value um, black people specifically right i mean let's let's not get it twisted white folks y'all are part of this um 
this industrial capitalist complex as well but you all are given the privilege of being made to think that there is a chance that you will not be judged by the color of your skin when we think about how black bodies are devalued when you cannot speak to the amount that they are able to produce for this white industrial complex then you start to question why are we playing these games when do we decide that enough is enough my grandma said today when we talked that the spiritual side of her wants everyone to go to heaven but the human side of her says an eye for an eye and I lean more toward that human side you know say it how you put it how you want God is still working on me <laughs> but you can't continue to violate a group of people and think that eventually eventually they will give as few fucks about your system as you give about them you can't keep pushing people and putting their backs against the wall and think that you know what they're gonna keep taking it back to my my um my few notes this episode is not about the murder of brother nichols specifically I haven't seen the video. I can't speak to the video. I will not be watching the video. Um, so I can't speak about the specifics outside of what I have read and heard secondhand from credited officials such as Chief Davis. Rather, this episode is about the simultaneous fixation on and desensitization to black trauma. Desensitization, excuse me. And it is about how we as black people should engage with hostile forces that are sponsored by the government. Furthermore, it is about black people in power who take advantage of their proximity to whiteness when it serves them, only to find that after it has served them, that white system no longer protects them. I'm not watching the video. I've said that three times so far in this episode, and I'm just tired, right? I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I will not be desensitized to black people being murdered or anyone being murdered, right? I often think about movies in the, the you know 90s, early 2000s, and they would not show white children who who died you know on on the films most of the time even in a dramatic uh, fashion even when we're talking about something that is fictitious however i've seen videos of the brother tamir rice murdered at the hands of police officers um i've seen the murders of countless black men and black women 
I just don't have the capacity, the desire, or the stomach to watch humans be murdered, especially outside of a combat setting. It's one thing to, it's still, it's still terrible, but it's one thing to watch war videos from the History Channel and see how, you know, how people engaged in World War One or World War Two or Vietnam. Like that's that's terrible. It's it's terrible to see a life taken. And sadly, war is a part of the world that we live in. There are people who sign up knowing that going to war could end their lives. Children don't go outside to play with the understanding that their life might be ended. People don't get in their car and drive wherever they may go understanding that their life may be ended and more so that their lives people don't go to bed um god rest the soul of of sister brianna taylor people don't go to bed thinking that their lives may be ended before they can fully awaken and furthermore they don't do this expecting it to happen at the hands of someone who is sworn to protect them when when law enforcement officers take their oath to serve they don't take an oath to only serve their wealthy their white or their well behaved citizens They take an oath to serve the citizens of the community, the citizens who come into the community. And when that oath does not apply to all citizens of the community, what value does it have? What trust can we put into into the relationship that we are supposed to have with you? From what I've read, this was a traffic stop that went terribly wrong. And furthermore, from what I've read, Chief Davis said that she's not even certain that they were justified in stopping him to begin with. When I first heard about this situation, it was via social media, I believe uh, it was Instagram. And whenever I see something on Instagram, any kind of news report, I go digging a bit deeper because I don't use social media as my source, but as a starting point to continue digging. But what I do remember from that initial post on on Instagram was seeing the faces of five black men and the words that they had killed another black man. Um... And there were five black men in uniform. And additionally, I saw that they were already fired by the time I found out. (laughs) There was, there was no back the blue 
in this instance. And I don't believe that there ever should be a back of the blue in heinous situations such as this one, where someone is beaten mercilessly while being restrained by five grown men or grown women, you know, know, gender plays no role in this. But for me, race does. Now, while I don't appreciate this type of violence from anyone, I I might expect it more from a non-black officer. Um, still just as wrong. Still the same outcome. Still a life lost. But when we're talking about black officers, and five of them, right? It wasn't like there was one black officer and four white ones, or two Asians, one white and a black guy, or or three hispanics two whites and two black people no it was five black men and my biggest problem with the race racial aspect of it is these men if i can call them men should have seen within this young brother their cousins their brothers their uncles, their neighbors, their pastors, their dentists, their doctors. They should have seen themselves. Furthermore, they should have seen the young men that their sons could grow up to be. And in that moment when they did not see that, they lost any chance of forgiveness that I would have been willing to give them. They lost any credibility. They lost any benefit of the doubt. And not that, you know, shit, who cares? I'm not going to sit on this jury. I don't live in Memphis. Um, I'm not the almighty. But black man to black man, and especially to those of you who do wear the uniform, I I ask you. First, I, I I say this. Make it home to your families at night. In the event that you're in danger, make it home to your families at night because that is the goal of everyone. I understand that there are times you all are in danger. I understand that there are times where lethal force is required. I do. I I understand this, black man. But when someone else, another human being, specifically and especially another black man, is detained, restrained, and incapable of defending himself, and you continuously assault him to the point that he is hospitalized and eventually pronounced dead, hey, I hope you end up in general population with all the other criminals, preferably criminals that other criminals that you've assaulted, because this was not the first time, I guarantee, out of all five of those men, that this was not the first time any of them assaulted a a person who was not resisting and um, who was unarmed, who was defenseless. The probability just isn't there. There's no chance that all of them, this was the first time. And, 
you know, y'all see all these white cops get away with killing black folks and beating black folks and this, that, and the other. Um, and you're like, shit, I'm a cop too. Nah, bro. Don't work like that. Because I haven't seen any, and I don't follow a whole bunch of, you know, far right accounts, but I, it hasn't been vocalized that anyone was, is, is out here screaming back the bloom right now. Uh, I, I ain't heard Blue Lives Matter from a whole bunch of white folks, a whole bunch of, you know, Republicans. So, you know, y'all, y'all protected and served white supremacy up until your own demise. Um, now, I, what I did not know until I, I listened to an interview with Chief Davis today, I was unaware that there were two separate instances within this assault turned murder and that brother Nichols had actually escaped after being beaten the first time and then the officers found him and were more enraged than they were during the first beating so she referred to it as two scenes in an interview that she had with um, one of the reporters from CNN but there were there were two separate instances. So you mean to tell me that y'all beat this man, and then, thankfully, he got away. Y'all caught him and beat him again. So you had time to to you know gather your emotions. I am. I don't know if premeditated I know premeditated murder is a charge um, or murder I know that murder can be premeditated at that point wouldn't the second assault be a premeditated assault that resulted in a homicide I'm, I'm not an attorney but it just makes sense right you had time to collect yourself to control yourself to scale back to breathe and yet you chose to continue to detain this man in an unlawful fashion and beat him yeah yeah man um, throw them under the jail another thing my grandma said today is that we are too lenient as a society and while I don't completely agree with that in this situation, don't let him out. I'm not a death penalty person. I don't believe that the government should be putting anyone to death. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that is the place of the government. I think that um, the Bible says, "Vengeance is mine," thus saith the Lord. Uh, Eric Badu said, "If we were <laughs> made in His image, then call us by our names." Uh, so y'all can put those two things together and figure it out. I truly believe that this system is not at all built for black people to thrive and eventually it, eventually it ends up pitting us against one another eventually the the psychology that america implants into us if we don't work very hard against it if we don't actively counteract it 
Kanye said it. They made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. So many of us want, maybe not to be white, but want that status that we will do anything and that we will sell our souls to get there. We will disown our own people to get there. We will murder, we will beat, we will steal from our own people, not understanding that the people who we need to be um, working against are the people at the top who are, are orchestrating this system. And collectively, if we don't get there, we're going to continue to face the challenges that Brother Nichols and Brother Rice and, and Sister Taylor faced. And one more thing I said earlier, you know, how do we engage against hostile forces? So let's say that Brother Nichols had, um, had survived. There's a good chance that they would have charged him with, if not convicted him, of resisting arrest. Right? Because if he was able to escape the initial assault and then they got him and then they, you know, were able to arrest him and put him in the hospital, well, you, you've now resisted arrest, but it was an, an unlawful arrest. You were detaining me. You were beating me. I got a way to save my own life. But, you know, it's the bullshit you always hear. Stop, stop resisting. Stop resisting. My body at the most primal level, everyone's body, everyone's mind fights to stay alive. And so when you are sh putting stress on my body, it is going to move. It is going to act out. It is going to try to get free because I don't want to die. Damn it. If, if you see an animal and you try to, to restrain that, it is going to try to break free because it does not want to die. And if we can't understand that, if our system can't understand that when put under such stress, we are fighting to stay alive. We're not fighting the system we are fighting to continue breathing so stop resisting when you're when your knee is on my neck or when you are crushing my windpipe or when i feel that i might be taking my last few breaths stop resisting i'm just trying to live we've got to we understand it right conceptually conceptually there's no one here who doesn't understand that your body is going to fight to stay alive when it knows it's about to expire but the law does not give any flexibility in that space and it allows for us to be murdered just trying to stay alive I want better for this country, but more importantly, I want better for my people. And something's got to give. Lastly, um, I'll say that Brother Nichols' mother said, you know, something along the lines of, and I'm, I'm, I'm misquoting her, I'm paraphrasing, but she said something along the lines of her son would not have 
wanted us to riot and burn stuff down. If I am murdered in such a violent fashion, I don't share that sentiment. Not for myself. I do not know this man. I do not know what he would have wanted. I don't know his beliefs. And I'm not saying, you know, go into our communities and, and burn things down. But hold people responsible and make them feel it in their pockets. Because that's the only thing that has ever held weight in America. And secondly, get some life insurance. If every black person had life insurance and if these companies had to pay out millions of dollars a year because of gross negligence and intentional murders at the hands of law enforcement officers, there would be a change. So go out and get some life insurance, man. Um, it's not going to cost you too much, but but get a, a nice policy and make these motherfuckers pay. Literally. I'm out. This episode of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast has been brought to you by Dollars and Stories, LLC, helping organizations tell the stories that allow them to raise the dollars necessary to continue having the impact our communities need. For more info, visit dollarsandstories.com.